We do have a second sea monster in Canada called the Cadborosaurus. Oh, yes, of course. Does it That's bring fun. you Cadbury eggs? Because otherwise I'm not interested. <laughs> Ancient tools and burials, plants and seeds, Neanderthals. All these things we make no apology for the study of archaeology. We don't do dinosaurs. No, we don't You're listening do to the Archaeological Fantasies Podcast, a critical examination of the world of pseudo-archaeology and the misrepresentation of archaeology in the world today. Each episode, we focus the lens of archaeology on a topic and discuss reality versus fantasy. We've covered everything from ancient aliens to crystal skulls, from DNA to modern fakes. Join us for our discussion this week and get ready to think critically. Hey everyone and welcome to the Archaeological Fantasies Podcast. I am Sarah Head and I am joined today with my co-hosts Ken Fader and Jeb Card. How's it going guys? It's going. It's summer. Summer's almost over. Oh God! No, no please! No, no. <laughs> don't let even don't do that. Well, to be don't fair, I, I'm already teaching. I got two different things. So oh, I got an, right? I got an online where I don't see the students, and I have high school students where I don't grade them. Okay, so I get like, students. yeah, they're having a fun time. We talked about some of this stuff today. We're gonna talk a lot about it more about it tomorrow. And uh, then my my students who are online are you know going through module by module, and I I grade them and interact with them and and so on. So like a Tamagotchi cool. pet. Um, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> and today we have a special guest with us today. Uh, we have Steph Holmhofer. Yeah. Closer? Hang on. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like, no, it's good. Just go with it. The, the, fir- yeah, the first good. time Sarah did it, since it got edited out, uh, she said Johnson. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> Steph Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, you're... You're on the show with us today because yeah. you are from Canada and you are doing some very inter- interesting survey in Canada that parallels what it has been as far as um, supernatural. And can you tell us a little bit more about your project? Yeah. So I was actually invited to give a public talk uh, in October on using um, social media to talk about pseudo-archaeology in Canada. And I realized that I kind of need some extra information on that side of things, basically how people are using social media. Um, so I decided to put together a survey based off of the Chapman survey of American fears um, with a lot of the same questions or similar questions, a few new questions, modified questions. Um, first of all, looking at do Canadians believe in things like aliens, like Bigfoot, like Oak Island? Um, and then secondly, how does social media play into it? So where are they seeing this information? Um, are they reading these sort of articles based on headline, based on subject? Um, what do they think about um, the general idea? Like, you know, archaeologists, sometimes the mainstream archaeologists are accused of hiding the truth or withholding the truth. And, and do Canadians actually believe that kind of thing? So yeah. that's sort of what the survey is. Steph, could you... Just summarize very briefly what the Chapman survey is all about, what kinds of questions or what kinds of issues they address. So the Chapman survey of American fears, I think it's been put out since 2015. I think, I think 2014, maybe their first year. It's only been a few years. And our listeners, they may have seen this. It sort of went around in October. They always do it in October for obvious reasons with really nice artwork, very info infogramic yeah. or whatever the whatever the word I'm looking for is with ghosts and aliens and so forth and lonely Bigfoot on it. Yes, it's a lovely chart. It makes yeah. a good, it's, good picture. Yeah, it's like a bar graph or histograms with the percentages of people who accept or believe a series of um, paranormal supernatural claims. So Steph, yeah. tell, us, tell us how this, uh, tell us more about the survey and how it's getting back to you. Um, so in the survey, I've been asking questions about um, First of all, I'm trying to target Canadians um, or Canadian citizens, Canadian residents, basically anyone who spends more than eight months a year in Canada, um, that's the, the target audience. And I'm trying to ask them questions on, um, I'm just pulling it up here to see the questions, um, subjects like, have you, do you believe you've seen an alien? Do you believe you've had an alien experience? Do you, um, have you seen Bigfoot? Do you believe that cities like Atlantis have have existed or civilizations like Atlantis have existed. 
um, on a scale from zero, I absolutely do not believe this, to yeah, I believe this um, pretty through and through. And then from there, I've got questions on, um, you know, what kind of social media platforms are you using? On what kind of platforms are you seeing subjects related to these and, and questions related to these? I'm going to yeah, bet a using... lot of YouTube. That's what I'm going to bet. Yeah. Are, yep. are you using the standard, yep. what is it, the Likert scale, strongly believe, mildly, don't know, strong, mildly disbelieve, and strongly disbelieve? So you, are there five possible options for you to... Or you said ten, I yeah. think. Um, I've gone from zero to five. Oh, you zero do have that. Okay. Not believe five completely believe, and then I've also okay. given an option for I don't know or I'm not sure. Right. Um, and so, for reference, these are the numbers on the most recent one for Americans, and this is specifically Americans from the Chapman survey. Now they have a bunch of other ones for concerns about ecology, terrorism, yeah. whatever, crime, but for paranormal beliefs. The most recent survey, 55% ancient advanced civilizations such as Atlantis once existed agree or strongly agree. These are all agree or strongly agree. So over half of Americans, 52%, basically half with uh, error ranges, I imagine, places can be haunted by spirits. In other words, basically asking about ghosts. Aliens have visited Earth in our ancient past, 35. Aliens have come to Earth in modern times, 26. That's basically asking if you believe in UFOs. Some people can move objects with their minds, 25. I expected that to be higher. Fortune tellers and psychics can foresee the future, 19. I expected that to be way higher, and we might talk about that. And lastly, only one out of eight Americans, 16, or six Americans, excuse me, one out of six Americans believe Bigfoot is a real creature. He is very sad and lonely on his own. <laughs> Now, those numbers that you just read off, that's the most recent one that was released. Yes. Aren't some of those numbers, those numbers went up from the last time that they had survey, right? Uh, I think some yeah. of them did. Some here's, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's one from uh, 2015. The uh, Ancient Aliens one was 20%. The Spirits was 41%. The aliens, the UFOs was 18, Bigfoot was 11. So they have gone up. Yeah. Uh, especially the one, particularly the ones that you see on television. Yeah, so exactly. like the living and dead communicate with each other 26, dreams 20. But yeah, the, the more it's on TV, turns out the more people, uh, believe a thing. No, yeah, I, I run that a similar survey every year in my classes. And I just so pulled up the 26, I just pulled up the 2016. It's in between. I'm sorry, Ken. No, it's good. I, yeah. I just pulled up the 2016. The numbers, I'm not going to go through them. They're in between the 2015 and the 2017. Yeah. So they're right. So there is, yeah. there is a real progression. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the point I'm making is that I've been doing this for years and until ancient aliens, the, the numbers about the, for, it, it, when, you know, ancient civilizations have been um, in, influenced by extraterrestrial aliens, that those numbers vacillated between about a quarter to a third of strongly plus mildly believe. But yes, absolutely, since ancient aliens, there's an upward trend. Yeah. For and sure. actually, the number for UFOs seems to have gone down. That number of aliens have come to Earth in modern times, 26. If you ask people if they believed in UFOs, for most of the 20th, I know it's not exactly the same question, but for, or maybe it's my puffed, maybe it's a bunch of them like, well, they're not aliens, they're interdimensional Nephilim. I, I don't think that's it, but it might be. But uh, that number routinely in the, United, in the United States for most of the 20th century more or less revolved around 50. Now, Steph, because I am an American and I exist in one spot in the continent, um, we're, we're talking about television and its influence, and we, we harp on these shows a lot, and I suspect we'll be mm-hmm. harping on them more in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of shows do you guys get in Canada? Because there was a, the Z, I believe is your, mm-hmm. yeah, so the Icebridge yep. thing when it came out, uh, we did a review episode of that. And I will tell you what, I had the hardest time finding a watchable copy of that here because it was blocked pretty much everywhere. So do you guys have yeah. similar problems trying to get hold of our crazy ancient alien show? Or do you guys have your own version or do you have no problem getting our television? We just can't get yours. Yeah, we there's uh, kind of no problem getting American <laughs> TV up here. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know of any Canadian-specific shows like Ancient Aliens. Um, you know, the closest that sort of comes to mind would be, I guess, Oak Island, but it's not 
Canadian specific. No, it just cinem- takes place in Canada. Yeah. And so I, I know you, they're. Go ahead, go ahead, Ken. I was just going to say, are you familiar with William Shatner's Weird or What? Yes. Because that's, that's Canadian based, although I don't think they do, they do very many episodes focused on Canada, but that, that, I think the production company there is Canadian based. So there, you guys take responsibility for that. Dan Aykroyd oh, had one that was like, Dan Aykroyd had one which was like half fiction, half not, that oh, was. Sci something or other, right? Yeah. And then the, the closest I could think of, I know there have been some, there was, there was one, there's a, there's a guy who kind of like knocks around some paranormal circles. I might get to get into who he is. Uh, ghost and UFO stuff. Uh, and he's actually like, there are more objectionable people out there, to be honest, in my opinion. Uh, and he, he did something with ghost stuff in Canada. Yeah. I forget there, what it was. I remember now, like a few years ago or more than a few years ago, there was, um, something like haunted Canada, maybe. I don't know if that was a, I don't know if this no. said Canada, but it was a Canadian show. Oh, okay. And it was, I mean, it took place in Canada. They were Canadians. Yeah. It was made in Canada, et cetera. Yeah. 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 I remember one where they used to go around different spots in Canada um, and investigate, not necessarily investigate, but like each episode was split into um, two or three different locations in Canada where they just talked about a haunted hotel or a haunted mm-hmm. restaurant, this, things like that. The things they were doing was, was very much in the, like, we're going to go into the dark room and there'll be like, you know, like EM meters and, and so on. They I mean, had, uh, had. It had the normal, or I don't know about EMAers, but like it was, it was ghost hunters type Actual, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, at least fifty percent less plumbers. <laughs> I like the plumber boys. They're actually not the bad ones. No, Let's they're, not. They're good people, he, actually. They don't. They're not the ones who yell at the demons. Come at me, bro. No. So no, those guys. I love those. Guys. I uh, that, that makes that makes one of us. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, the reason I like that show is because now I, I haven't watched it since its first season, and I think I only watched like those. But what I enjoyed most about them, they they would work themselves up in, like a state of hysteria yep. to the point where halfway through the night, after they had gotten locked in whatever building, one of them would start crying, scared, and it's just like. <laughs> well, to be fair, I've also started crying playing D anD D, which I think is about the same level of uh, of threat. Well, yeah, it's like I don't have anything against the crying. It's. It, they worked themselves into that state. Thank Nothing you. happened to them. Yeah. They got themselves so psyched up. The but demons yeah. did it. The demons but did it. The thing is, so many of those shows, that's that's the whole point. The point is their reaction. So I see right, so yeah. many of these, you see, instead of the camera being being focused on wherever this entity is supposed to be emanating from, but they have the camera on their own faces right. showing their reaction to fear. And the Personally, I don't give a shit how frightened you are. If you're trying to show us something, show us something. If you're trying to show me a ghost. Show True. Me a ghost. Yeah, not, yeah not there, there, there is there is unfortunately one small problem with that. I'll just let you figure out what it might be. I, 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 I figured it out before I even said it. So what I'm picking up from this then, Steph, is that Canada <laughs> yeah, yeah. is woefully behind on their crap TV quota in the paranormal pseudo-archaeology categories. Is that, is that what I'm getting? Well, <laughs> that explains the CBC. I, I they were like, we wrong. gotta catch up. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Oh, there's thunder outside. If it picks up on the camera, I don't know. <laughs> as we're talking about demons, Dramatic there's thunder. a storm out there. Absolutely. So Here. the question I was, trying, I was trying to ask was, where is where your sample? What are you What are you aiming for? Where is your sample coming from? Uh, anywhere I can get it. So I have been <laughs> throwing this out. I threw it out on Facebook. I threw it out on Twitter and Instagram. I emailed a bunch of people that I know and I was like, please take my survey and then spread it around. I want it to go as far as it can because I'd like to get a decent number of responses. Have you gone no, to what college kind of, campuses? What? No. Although I did send it to a friend who um, is involved with the anthropology department at the school he goes to, and he said he was going to throw up, up on their department website, so yeah. who knows. Well, what kind of demographic data are you what kind of demographic data are you asking? I really just want to know um, how people are using social media when it comes to topics like this. Right. Anybody who's over the age of 18 and anybody who spends greater than 8 months a year in Canada. Um, right, one of the other questions I've asked, too, is exactly how many years people have spent in Canada, because I'm also curious if there might be something related to um, if you were raised in Canada versus you've just recently moved to Canada, um, that kind of thing. So it's, right. it's mostly just looking at how people are using social media. You want to make sure you want to make sure that Americans are sending their best people. 
right. is, is, is what yeah. you, you want to make sure of. So, Steph, yeah. you're not you're not surveying for say gender differences. Yeah, I was going to say no, 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 not at all. Okay, no. just the basic uh, first glance. Um, how are people using social media? Sure. Um, so now you you uh, I, I I joked about the YouTube thing. Uh, we can get to this later. But when you you said you said a thing, are you at a place where you have have some like vague results? I do, yeah. And right. because I used uh, Google Survey, they conveniently charted it for me. Oh, that's cool. oh, very nice. Google's uh, awesome. Their analytic stuff is. Yeah, I'm really impressed by it. To mm-hmm. be honest, I've never made a survey with Google Survey before, but I'm kind of super. Impressed. Okay. This is also the first I've heard of Google Survey. Oh. So, what oh. is Google Survey? It probably involves yeah, surveys and Google, Sorry. is my guess. But yeah, yeah, on the right Google, track. Go for it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's all through um, Google Drive. Okay. Um, and I'm ah uh, okay. You can do Google. Where is it? Google Sheets, I think. Or is it Docs? Yeah, there's there's Sheets. Yeah, I think it's through Google Sheets that you okay. do it. All um, right. And then it gives you all sorts of options for how you want to set up your question. So um, you can do it as checkboxes. You can do it where they're allowed to select multiple answers at once. You can do it on a scale. Um, You can give questions where it's a short response, written response from them, or a longer response. So for example, I've got all these questions. Most of them I've given options where they can select more than one because, I mean, people use more than one social media platform or they're reading the news and they're watching YouTube. And then I've also got a couple of questions where uh, one of my questions here is, if you're willing to elaborate, what are the specific websites, magazines, blogs, shows, et cetera, et cetera, where you've read articles or watched videos about the topic in the questions ah. above? Oh, that would be nice. So, yeah, it's really, I'm to be honest, I'm surprised by how many people are actually writing these answers out. I, for some reason, I had no faith in humanity that they would actually <laughs> fill this out. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was one. I was wondering how much free response. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about some results, or do you fear sure. that that's a bad idea? So, I would. I would like to know. When you said that one, maybe yeah. there's not enough. What are some of maybe the specifics of where they're getting it? Uh, a lot of National Geographic. Really. On on yep. these topics. Yes. National uh, Geographic Channel or National Geographic the magazine, or do you know? Some people have specified channel. Some have left it as just Nat Geo, which I think is the channel because they they really have branded themselves using that that right. uh, yeah. abbreviation. Yeah. But yeah, plus a lot of the stuff you see on the TV channel, you can watch again online anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of Nat Geo. Really. Um, a lot of Discovery Channel. That's not yeah. Surprising. The travel channel destination or not uh, detour detour is called yeah uh, channel there's uh, BuzzFeed has been in there a few times oh that's got to be that show oh what is it called it's like unsolved or something where yeah, it's like it's unsolved it's two popular two comedians uh do this show and and I think wait, wait, I'm not gonna say anything further <laughs> um I haven't watched many of them let me just put it that way it's entertaining. I, I actually never heard of it, to be honest, which is also interesting, getting these answers from people. I'm using them to then learn about what's out there that I can look into. So it's kind of useful in that sense as well. Did anybody uh, say us? Sorry? I hope not. Did anybody, did anybody say us? Um, let's <laughs> I doubt see. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> we try to be factual. I don't think we'll be on this way. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't say that we believe, just that we talk about it. That's true. I've got, uh, somebody says podcast and Reddit. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's that's uh, I'm sure that's not an issue. <laughs> Reddit's never bad. Uh, no, no, nothing bad nothing ever bad comes out of Reddit. <laughs> really? Um, no, it looks like the the only ones by name I've got here: Andy White and Jason Colavito. Well, those are skeptics. So yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So there, are, there are some skeptical people in there. And Jason's blog, yeah. both Jason and Andy's are, are really good blogs to follow. Um, they are. They yeah. really are. Andy does uh, some fantastic work. I don't know how active his blog is right now, but uh, it's a, it, he he blogs a bit, and not all of it's this stuff. He blogs yeah. about like his metal sculpture and his archaeology. Right. Yeah, his Jason work with blo- Jason blogs about getting his uh, his credentials pulled by the History Channel, like he did today. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That's a bunch uh, that was fun. That was fun. Somebody yeah, over there must have read one of his blogs. Yeah. Well, look, I, guy, I, I, oh I liked his response because he asked it. He he actually contacted him about a thing. I love his response. He put on Facebook. I mean, I'm not talking about anything. It's not he's not put out out there. He's like, 
I have been like slamming your stuff, or I've been really heavily critiquing your stuff for years. This is the one that bothered you. <laughs> true. Oh, it's very true. There are actually two. A surprising number of people have said that they've watched Ancient Aliens or they've read Chariots of the Gods. Uh-huh. And yeah. just just looking at these straight up responses, I'm not sure yet if these are people who also say that they don't believe or they do believe. Later on, when I go through... Um, yeah, that would I, be very interesting to see, like, yeah, sources, I'd be, sources I'd be versus just, ideas. Exactly. And and through Google survey, I can do that. I can take nice. all this information into a spreadsheet, and then I can run that through actual... Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't... I'm, uh, I'm not expecting sure. that you're going to get your best insights yet, but I didn't know if no. you had, had any no, real... That's, that's, really comfortable at all talking about it at all. That's so. good stuff. All right, let's go to break real quick, and when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about the preliminary returns on that. Start cultural commitment. Digging in a trench, monuments, going to the pub when the We hope you're enjoying spent. this episode. Please be sure to check out the show notes Funny at com for further information about our hosts, guests, and topics in this episode. This podcast is listener-supported, and we appreciate every donation, either in the time it takes you to rate and share this episode, or monetarily on Patreon and Ko-fi. You can connect with us on the blog, by email, or on Twitter, thanks to all of our supporters. And let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back. And we are still Steph Hoffer. Yep. Nope. You're good. I'll get it by the end of the episode, and I'll, <laughs> I'll say it perfectly the last night. Anyway, um, so before we went to break, we were talking about uh, some of the preliminary results you're getting from your survey, and you were talking about sources. Yeah. Um, none of them are like crazy surprising, but um, the Nacho one was a little surprising. They have yep. started getting some interesting. Oh. Oh, they have they have some of these. Like one one of the biggest back when I used to blog, one of the biggest blog posts I ever got was they had a UFO hunter show, which was sort of based on ghost hunters and like in sort of style, and it was awful. But it was the weird one. the The cast, two thirds of the on screen cast, there's three. There were three of them. Uh, eventually, started criticizing the show while it was still running. That's like funny. like as not scientific. That's Ooh. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Steph, what else have you been finding? Um, what else? What other results are you getting in with your your survey here that you find so far? Um, let's see. What we have. Um, I am impressed with the use of blogs. Um, blogs so? are quite popular. Like where people get their information, you mean? Yeah, like in, under my question, what kind of sources have you used to watch nonfiction videos, documentaries about, and then I list things like aliens, UFO, um, well, UFOs, Oak Island, etc. Um, a surprising number are still using news and magazines. Um, like television news? Uh, I put here news magazines, including websites, so I didn't okay. specify that out. So like New York, New York Times Online are off? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then blogs. Like, I've been pretty impressed that blogs have been really popular because I know that's been a big discussion um, online about uh, blogs becoming, I don't want to say more useful, but blogs becoming um, more valued. They, uh, people are starting yeah. to pay more attention to them. The thing I've seen about the rise of blogs is that they are considered more trustworthy, regardless of if they're actually factually correct or not. Yeah. And that's why it would have been interesting. I mean, I understand why you didn't do, like, age and gender and that kind of stuff, though I think it would have been interesting to see the spread. I do have age. You do have age. I do have age. I just don't have gender. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. see, I think it would be interesting to see the age spread for uh, blog trust, because in my incredibly limited experience, um, Older people aren't really that trusting blog sites unless it's a new blog. It's a blog attached yeah, to a news yeah, source. Exactly. Whereas yeah. people who are in the millennial generation below, like they're exactly the the anecdotal thing that I if like if you had to ask me, not where general interest necessarily in these topics of of uh, weird shitology would be, uh, but like the people that are really into this, or at least they are like taking it seriously however you can define that we'll come back to that is it seems like a lot of it is on facebook groups or facebook pages for either individuals or shows or concepts yeah a lot of like if you're like oh i'm just you know oh ufos are interesting whatever if you're like i want to read about the dog man 
And like, if you're at that level of like knowing like what a thing is, or like, I want to read about like Neff, it seems like a lot of it is in Facebook groups. Did you find yeah. anything on that? Yeah, actually. Um, so I go through later on in the survey, I split it into subsections. So um, I ask, do you see or have you ever seen links to articles or videos about? And then I've got separate questions for archaeology and or human history, um, archaeological mysteries and or controversies, cryptozoology, et cetera, et cetera. And then I split down the options according to, do you see them on Facebook? Do you see them on Instagram, uh-huh. Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And if throughout all of these, Facebook is the most popular. Yeah, uh, that does not surprise me at questions. all. That like a lot of them, what they're doing is they're basically using Facebook as a cheap and easy um, alternative to a website. Like mm-hmm. rather than set up a website because they may not be selling something, although they often are selling books and whatnot, like their own books, rather than set up their own website, they're just like, or I just make a Facebook account for it and it's already got built in messaging. It's already yeah. got built in, you know, uh, commenting. It's already got built in links and permissions and all of this. Uh, and everybody knows how to use it. And, and then for, if you don't want to get as much in a conversation, but you want to deliver content, it seems like YouTube, because again, all you have to do is click and it's, or even embed. And, exactly. and it's easy. I do know that YouTube's getting a little trickier to use only because, um, it's YouTube itself is policing its content, not because it cares, but because it's trying to monetize itself and make. Well, they're policing the they're policing the ads. They seem to be increasingly pulling ads from this stuff. I've seen a lot of complaining about that, including people losing their minds and saying it's all a grand conspiracy to demot to destroy them because they can't make clicks off of their nephilim stuff. You don't make that much money off of this. I don't know why they're that bent out of shape, but so So let's talk. Okay, go ahead. No, I was well, yeah. Because Facebook's used a lot by uh, the like um, middle age and up people, like that's a very yeah. comfortable space for them. And so I'm, I'm wondering, like, I'm really going to be interested in spread just to see if it yeah. lines yeah. up with the demographics. I agree. So. Well, and I, I will be very interested to see your age spread with the the beliefs. Yeah, um, if they believe or not. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm really excited to to split this all up for sure. Yeah. So excuse me, you don't have that yet, but do you have belief numbers? Um. Yes. I've got, let's see, going up there right now. Um, okay, so yeah, so I've got one question is on a scale from zero to five, do you believe, et cetera, mm-hmm. in all these different topics? And then the next question is kind of similar, and it's have you ever experienced, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, so I've got for, what's in here? Um, for example, uh, do you believe, a, come on, computer, it's got updates today. Do you believe in astrologers, palm readers, fortune tellers, psychics can foretell the future? Uh, so far, 63 are the numbers or percentage. 63% do not believe okay. in astrologers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in some people can move objects with their mind. 81% do not believe. Um, the do not believe are definitely pretty high. Where it starts to fall... Oh, one of the questions here, I thought this was um, an interesting thing, is do you believe that ancient humans built stone pyramids and megalithic structures themselves? Huh, mm-hmm. that's a nice one. Uh, yeah, I thought that one would be interesting to throw in there. So far, 70% completely believe. Uh, 10% do not believe that humans built these themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12% have just not made up their mind. Okay. I think those are really, that's kind of encouraging, though, the numbers that you, intro numbers are, are kind of encouraging. I do want to know, though, like, how are you, um, how are you managing for bias? Because this is a very self-selected survey, so you're going to get, like, you're, you're going to get the people you're going to get, but there are people who are already going to be taking the survey. Um, how are you going to select for people who may not encounter your survey who might actually be more inclined to believe? I don't know. <laughs> I'm really That's not fair. sure yet. <laughs> it sort of just, it, it completely came to me on a whim and I threw it together. Um, so I'm still working out the fine details. Well, that might actually be a very interesting thing. Cause, I mean, this is a self-select. I mean, the, the Chapman one is not. That is a, like a... I'm, as far as I'm aware, they, they put that out there as a, uh, uh, you know, randomly selected and, and all of that, which is what Sarah's asking about. Yeah. Yours is not there now. 
I would actually be quite interested to know if, say, down the road, if you were able to scrape together a, um, you know, a fund or two or some way to do that, to do one that was uh, controlled in that manner and see what the differences are, because that might also not, never mind beliefs, that might show some real interest in terms of uh, network Im- influence, network impact. It's true. Because the other thing that I actually have been quite worried about with this is just because of my own personal network of, of people I know um, and the way I've been spreading it, I'm worried that I'm also getting mostly archaeologists responding to this. Or skeptics. Or skeptics, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been really trying to encourage it to be spread out um, beyond beyond just people I know, which it clearly has, because I don't think I know 109 people. Um, <laughs> well well and- enough, I should say, well enough. But also, like I, I, when I emailed it to specifically to certain people I know aren't archaeologists who might be interested, and I'm just like, please, like, just share it. I, yeah. I don't want just archaeologists filling this out. Well, and the thing is, there is also a value in asking archaeologists. There was a informal survey, much more like what you're doing, actually, um, in uh, 1980, amongst biological anthropologists about whether or not they believed in in the in the possibility of something like Bigfoot and the Yeti and in 1980 and I would guarantee this number is not the case now it was 1 out of 5 it oh, was wow. 20% i mean the chapman survey has the general population believing that number is 16% and these were biological anthropologists i would bet if i had to bet money now i would say it's probably closer to like 4 well, it would almost fall into statistical. There are there are a handful. I would bet if you ask that same thing of bioanthropologists today, it would be almost in the statistical noise. You say that, Jeb, but I can recall. I now I can only fit them on one hand, but I can recall several people that I have worked with who um, were trained archaeologists who were also creationists. No, I know, and they may fit in there. Uh, I would. I would find it very difficult to believe in too many bioanths who are, because evolution's literally in the thing, whereas archaeology, it's not. I can't um, because we all get a bioart class. Yeah, I, just, I am a bioarchaeologist. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I would be Seth, very curious. do you believe yes. in creationism? <laughs> oh, God. No. Then no. There, there was an, there's been others, including a more recent one, of archaeologists and dowsing yeah, and I yeah, think we talked about yeah. this. The numbers for that are way higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, yes. that one surprises me a lot, actually, especially with like GVR and that being out there. Um, yeah, the first time I had uh, one of my crew directors, they were having a dowser come out. I was surprised by that. Yeah, no, that you know, one. That get, one's out there. You, you will hear the argument that what GPR does is it validates that there is a phenomenon that can be registered. Yeah, Only that, some people don't need machines to do it. That you're just a human magnetometer. Yeah, right. It, yeah, it exactly. doesn't do that yeah. though. When you when you compare them, hand, I mean, obviously we know this, but when you no, can, no, was, when you have some come out, I'm saying no, I understand. That's the rationale. That's the yeah, rationale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I you all do. That. You all do know that in parapsychology at this point, like I've, I've heard people recently talk about this. There is very there is a very serious belief in the idea that if you that you have to be open to the possibility, and you actually. So, like, if you're not, it ain't going to work. And I, I'm not joking about this next one. People who very much are like, I'm a serious parapsychologist. We'll talk about this. They are, they will talk about how the phenomenon almost needs a little bit of fraud. Oh, really? That, that because so many cases, there will be a case where it feels where, like, it clearly doesn't look like it's fraud. And then there is clear fraud later. There have been people who have, have literally wrapped their mind around this and said, the whole thing is tricksterish. This is actually part of like how it revs up, and at that point, I'm just like, I, we're not gonna. Have a, okay, <laughs> yeah. that, that's great. That, that's wonderful. That's a really weird defense. But the yeah. the, the other thing, that, there actually is a term for that: the shyness effect. Which yeah, is if yeah, yeah. You go in not believing, it won't happen because yeah. whatever that phenomenon is, it's shy in it's front of skeptics, which is really kind of an excellent catch-all <laughs> explanation for why well it doesn't work when you're looking. That's right. You know. So, Steph, um, yeah. so you, what made you decide to survey? I don't know if we've quite asked you that yet. Or yeah, what was your Did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to do a survey of paranormal beliefs in Canada? Or were you inspired by that? Or give us Definitely some background. a shower thought. A shower thought. All right, that's fair. 
all great thoughts from the shower. That's true. Um, Yeah, that's true. Uh, So a while ago, I wrote a blog post talking about um, how you can use social media to try to break down uh, pseudo-archaeology. And uh, as a result of that blog post, I was invited to give a public lecture in October at Carleton University here in Ottawa on talking about pseudo-archaeology and social media um, in Canada. And so I, I talk about the Chapman survey quite a bit, or, or I use it quite a bit in my blog post when I've been talking about pseudo-archaeology, because I do think it's really interesting survey, because um, quite often, I mean, everybody's had this experience where you're talking to somebody online, and they're like, you know, who actually believes that stuff? And we see in the, the Chapman survey that, you know, 55% of Americans or 35% of Americans are believing topics like this. And I realized that there was nothing similar to that done looking at Canadian beliefs. So I thought it might be kind of interesting for this lecture that I'm giving talking about the use of social media um, with regards to pseudo-archaeology if I, I did a survey to try to get some sort of number data behind it um, and hence the survey. So that brings up an interesting question. Now, you're not, you, you, you have some, but we're, we're still working on this. Well, the one I got to ask. I have to ask this one because I've actually seen this one in some other survey where it did say it was higher. Where does Sasquatch and Bigfoot come in? Kind of lower than I expected to be, to be hmm. honest. Um, I'm just pulling it up right now. Where Aren't you guys it? like Sasquatch? That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, That's, exactly. That's in previous, in previous surveys, that was the one that Canadians actually scored a little higher on, but it almost feels to me like hometown pride. Yeah. So, yes. okay. So first I asked, one of the questions I asked was, do you believe Bigfoots or Sasquatches used to exist but are now extinct. Oh. And then the next one I asked was, do you believe that they currently exist? And? So um, what I realized earlier, so I was saying percentage. This isn't percentage. This is the actual number of people okay. um, out of response. So, Although you said you had 109, so it's fairly close. That's true. It, that's true. It's not that far off. Yeah. So for used to exist but now extinct, 73 respondents do not believe that. Okay. Um. Eight of them are kind of in the middle, pretty open to it. Five say, yes, I completely believe that they used to exist, but are now extinct. And a couple of people are not really sure. Okay. I like the way you word your question. Thank you. I like to give all options. Um, So under currently exist, 70 people do not believe that they currently exist. Uh, Nine people are in the, the middle range. And three people believe that they do exist. Okay. So that's pretty tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was surprised by that. Now, I know you you guys up in Canada have some lake monsters. Have you included we do. them in the survey? <laughs> like, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, I included them in... I put this question. I thought I put a question in here about... Let me just open up the question. Um, about other... I called them other cryptozoological creatures okay um because bigfoot is fairly recognizable um and then and there's it's, things like and it's well. really become the face of it too it really has um so i have yeah so that would be for our listeners that would be the the, the primary one of course i think would be ogopogo right. in lake okanagan yep. in british columbia yeah ogopogo is a big one i was uh, i was actually watching an old episode of in search of earlier oh, yeah. and it was the I, one about bigfoot or uh, I, I mean about ogopogo, ogopogo. I watched the Loch Ness one on Saturday, actually, with friends, because they're doing it on TV again, so we bought, we pulled up an old one, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's classic. I watched that one at work, actually, today. I had it nice. on in the background of my, nice. my work. So, so, Steph, some years yeah. ago, and I have it some, someplace in the, my morass of books, the, the Canadian Post Office put out a four, I think it's four stamp set of official stamps uh-huh. dedicated to the Monsters of Canada. There was a stamp for the Ogopogo monster. There's a stamp for Sasquatch. There was another one for like they call it the Loop Garou, like a werewolf. Kind of yeah, thing? it's it's oh, a it's a French Quebecois thing. Yeah, it's also yeah. in Louisiana. Yeah. And then there was I can't remember what the fourth one was, but it came with this beautiful pamphlet describing in great detail each a little bit of the histories and a little bit of the folk stories about each of those four critters. I totally so about that. That has yeah. the, the imprimatur of the Canadian Post Office, and nobody screws with them. No, nope. those nice fancy sets that you frame. It's yeah. true. We do like Some, our stamp. Somewhere I do have. I think I I I, I um, scanned that up the whole thing in. I have a PDF someplace. I will be happy to send you one to you, Steph. One to you, yeah. Sarah, and one to you, Jeb. 
so that you too can partake in uh, the cryptozoology Canadian Postal Service style. Yeah. Leg stamps. I love it. Okay, I think I found it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, 2001 Legendary Creatures. There you go. Yep. One is a, a Sasquatch. It's kind of like squatting in a berry field. Yep. Oh, one yeah, is yeah, the Kraken. It. Like, one kraken? one is the kraken one is ogopogo which yes. kind of looks like a seahorse met nessie met a rainbow and <laughs> and one is the lugaru which they which they have is basically a, they call it the werewolf it's basically a wolf um canada it may be a werewolf in louisiana it's more uh, it's it's blurrier it's fuzzier and i don't mean in a patterson gimlin film way it's it's it it it's got a couple of different sort of takes on it. I love how you just so. uh-huh. that in. You've done that three times. <laughs> what? You're a little ding on the uh, Bigfoot film. Oh, oh. Um, but, well, you know, we're going to be making some in my class this fall. So, uh, oh, wow. uh, so now the... Um, the one I was... There was there was another I was going to ask. I'm going to pull up the, the chapman in front of me and think about that. Um, you're, you've, you've been looking at these numbers. Uh, so, I guess... The um, the sixty four thousand dollar question would be: If you find differences, what would we then do with those differences? Like, if we had a comparison with Americans, would it would it be boiling it down to we see different use of media, or like uh, like let, let's say you get I mean, if you get numbers that are very similar to American numbers, then okay. Yeah. If yeah. you don't, what is your next analytical step there? I mean, well, it's going to depend on what they are, of course, but... Let's uh, let's use that as a cliffhanger. Yeah. No, Get everybody to come per- back to the last segment, and uh, when yeah. we come back, we'll discuss our $6 million question. Digging in a trench, monuments, going to the pub when the We hope you're enjoying spent. this episode. Please be sure to check out the show notes at www.archiefantasies.com for further information about our hosts, guests, and topics in this episode. This podcast is listener-supported, and we appreciate every donation, either in the time it takes you to rate and share this episode, or monetarily on Patreon and Kofi. You can connect with us on the blog, by email, or on Twitter, thanks to all of our supporters. And let's get back to the show. Dinosaurs, raise your trials as one will call. No, we don't do dinosaurs. Hey, everybody, and we are back, and we are still talking with Seth Helmhofer, and he discovered that there is another sea monster in Canada that isn't yeah, the Kraken, which I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised by the Kraken. To be honest. Yeah, well, I don't know if they if they felt they could claim Champ since that's sort of an international with the Champ plane. But what's the other one? The Cadborosaurus. Cadborosaurus, yes. Cadborosaurus. Apparently, its Latin name is Cadborosaurus wilsi. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's 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 not in a lake. It's it's in the it's, area around British Columbia, around Vancouver. It is, yeah, in the Georgia Strait, which is the southern coast of BC. So it has okay. a Latin name. How did they do that? I have no idea. Like, yeah. the, the, first time, the first time you said it, I thought you said cardboard Osaurus. Cardboard. I thought it was a giant <laughs> cardboard cryptid prowling the mountains or the, the lakes of British yeah. Columbia. I'm thinking Cadbury egg, so I'm... Yeah, there's, there's it's, that. It, it, it's, it's, it's a complicated one, but people say they've seen it, and then there's this photograph that is of, of a real creature. It appears to be. It appears to be kind of a mutilated up whale if i remember correctly okay sure yeah, yeah like or all a kind basking of messed up. shark or a basking is it a basking shark possibly it be, yeah it looks yeah. kind of like a basking shark yeah um but yeah there's been this whole sort of mythology that's grown up around that one also yeah yeah it's not as well known as ogopogo ogopogo is definitely much better known yeah i had kind of forgotten about it until you mentioned it yeah yeah, yeah. And, so. Jeb, you mentioned you mentioned um champ the lake yeah. plane monster right um Years ago, I was up there, and they were marketing a, a brand of potato chips called Champs Chips. Nice, that nice. Had the whole, that had the whole story of the of the Lake Champlain monster on the back of the bag, and you know that I bought it and I saved the bag. Nice. <laughs> I've got that, it in a folder somewhere. But the question the is, day, is, how were the chips? Well, they, yeah. were, they were fine. Oh, you they ate were, them. You ate them. Oh, okay. God, yes. I didn't keep them. <laughs> Whole other discovery is opening that thing twenty years from now. But uh, right, exactly. no, I, the only time I've ever been to Lake Champlain, it literally happened to be uh, one of the town's uh, Champ Festival. Nice. Oh yeah. well, of course. Yeah, yeah, because that's what happens in my life. 
Okay, so before we went to so break... the $64 million question yeah. was, uh, if you find numbers that are similar to Americans, and of course we've talked about sampling and, and so on, but let's, let's ignore that for the moment. Um, if you find numbers that are different, what would be your sort of analytical... Now, you know, steps, and of course, some of it would be, I think, to tease it out of your data, but like, where would your mind go to try to understand that? Um, again, with the understanding we have, we have sample, uh, things at the moment, though that may, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, where would you, where would your sort of thinking go on that? I would think it's probably something to do with, um, just the culture of Canada, how people are raised in Canada and, and taught, um, all sorts of different critical thinking and, and keeping an open mind. Because when I'm looking at the breakdown so far of um, the shows and the books and whatnot that people are reading, they're reading the same things that are, are in the States, like Nat Geo and um, YouTube Time Team, all the sort of same sources. So I would think it would have something to do with maybe the way people are, are raised, which is sort of why I was also one of the questions I, I asked is how many years have you spent in Canada? Um, because I'd be curious to see the differences between people who have only been in Canada uh, for five years versus people who've been Canada living in Canada for over 20 years. If maybe there's just something culturally we're being exposed to or something with the way we're raised or, or things that were taught um, in school early on, that would be my first thought. Yeah. I, I, I personally, the fact that you started talking immediately about early on about media uh, and what media people consume, I think that's, I think that's gotta be a big part of the answer. Um, I mean, it's not like it's a radically different culture. Uh, yeah. there may be educational what are differences. What about? They're like polite. How, how more different do you need them to be? Yeah, there, there, there is that. There is that. But, but, you know, the fact that we had to think real hard about sort of Canadian TV equivalents to the stuff we have here. Um, well, okay, so here, here's another question about the Canadian TV, and then I think we might need to clarify for, for people. Um, you guys have a television system set up different than us, or do you have the same kind of corporations own all of the television? Um, that's a good question that I've never actually really looked into that much. Okay, because I wasn't sure if you guys were a lot like... Um, England, where your your and your radio is all pretty much government run, or if you're more like us, where everything corporate run, and so doesn't really it's, seem to affect much, but it might affect what gets aired. That's true. Um, like I'm thinking about, for example, the differences even between Netflix programs. Right, there are a lot of things on the American Netflix that we don't get on the Canadian Netflix. Which makes traveling across the border so exciting. The what's on American Netflix? <laughs> what garbage are you watching? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you, you live a very sheltered lifestyle. There's nothing good on Netflix. <laughs> right? Across the border to get the good garbage. It, <laughs> when like I that. went to the SAAs and I, I checked in that first night to the the Airbnb, I was saying it. I'm not gonna lie. First thing I did was check uh, American Netflix to see oh, what goodies funny. you guys had. I'm not gonna lie. I would probably do the same thing if I ever went to another yeah. country. I would probably check their because I have a Netflix yeah. account. I would yeah. probably check to see what TV shows are. Yeah, yeah. There, there aren't a lot of differences, but there are differences. Right. Um, there are a lot of shows on the American Netflix that we don't have on Canadian Netflix. Just like I'm sure the opposite. Oh yeah. As yeah. well. Well, like I said, uh, trying to get that CBC program. Yeah. yeah, which I actually, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised by when you mentioned that because I was always under the impression that um, just from things people said that CBC was accessible anywhere. No, no. but I no, their their website is like they're they're like right. reading reading their news, like getting right. their news stuff is easy, but their <clears throat> their programming is, yeah. is no, it's not easy. Yeah. And it's the same with BBC. Like we mm -hmm. can't. I mean, there's BBC America, but, it's not but like we we can't easily like just turn on BBC. But we get yeah. like all of their news stuff, and their radio is routinely here. The 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 British stuff there is state supported, and then there's there's non state supported stuff uh, in in Britain. And on those channels, you do see it's not as much as as the US, but you do see some of these kinds of of programs. But it's less. Um, the only part I know about Canadian broadcasting at all is I, I just like listening to actors and, and filmmakers and whatnot talk about stuff is that it appears that it is, there are 
it's easier to get smaller scale, especially um, subsidies for if your if your thing is all Canadian, uh, whether it's TV or a movie. It appears that there's a there there seems to be a bit of a subsidy thing that's easier to obtain than in the U.S., yeah. where that, that's really not a thing. Yeah, that's that's true. When I'm thinking about now, like the different movies and and small um, TV stations, even radio stations. Yeah, almost like an indie type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where they yeah, don't own it, but they're happy to help. Yeah, 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 for mm. sure. That's I mean, there's there are states that do that. Louisiana, in particular, I mean, there's a number of them. Pennsylvania was for a while a big one, but Louisiana has re and New Orleans, in particular, really uh, pushed heavily on like subsidies like that. So the, the the U.S. has some too, the feds, but the the states have it. But I, I, it seems like it often goes to big productions. Where you're right, it is almost like. Hey, we'd like there to be an actual industry here, so let's help like on the small end. So, yeah. so Stephanie, question for you. Yep. So you you, yep. you keep telling us that you've based this off of the Chapman survey, and yep. y- your questions reflect. I assume your your setup is very similar. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's a little less detailed and intensive than the Chapman survey, um, but I also was looking at something different, like the social media side of things, where right. the Chapman survey doesn't delve into that. So, yeah. and, I, and I think for this topic, that's really important. Right. So yeah. what my next question was going to be, so when you when you get all of your results in, or, yeah. or you get to the point where you have enough results that you can start publishing, um, are you going to do a like a note-for-note comparison between the Chapman survey and your survey, or... Yeah, I can for for some of the questions I can um, because some of the questions are the same that are in the Chapman survey. Right. Um, but there are other questions I ask, like um, like for example, the fact I looked at: Do you think that Bigfoot once existed and is now extinct? Um, I added in questions on Oak Island and giants. So to some degree, I can. Um, others are going to be sort of more on their own. Okay. So. Did you, when you put your, your survey together, did you have plans to, at some point, do a, a, a cross-border comparison? Or were you really just trying to get a, a, a pulse for Canadian beliefs? Uh, it's a little bit of both, um, to be honest. I, I think it's more, I'm more interested in just Canadian beliefs um, in general. Because I, I don't know, I personally, maybe there is one that I just don't know about. But I don't know about a survey like this that has been done before. Right. Uh, and really ask Canadians, like... You know, we, we see all these shows on, on YouTube or on Nat Geo or on Discovery about things like Bigfoot and Giants. And I just keep thinking about all the times I've been asked or people have said, you know, nobody actually believes that stuff. Um, and, you know, like. Oh, yeah, that's always. That's all. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. kind of my, my biggest interest. I do think it would be interesting to compare some of them to the Chapman survey, uh, across border survey. Um, from my brief scan here, it's looking so far fairly similar to the Chapman side of things. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's mostly just to to start from ground zero and look at, you know, Canadian beliefs. Yeah. But one of the really interesting implications here will be, as Jeb pointed out, I mean, we have very similar cultures. And yeah. are the, is it therefore on these beliefs, is it very similar or are there, indiv- are there specific ones in which there is a really a, a significant difference and why would that be so? Um, yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. Those are interesting questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I, I think it'd be interesting some point down the road to, to look more into why do Canadians believe or, or uh, even Americans, why right. do people believe or not believe? Right. Um, I think that would also be something really interesting to look into that would involve a far more intensive survey and. Sure. I'm sure there's so many different cultural reasons for believing versus not believing. So, well, speaking of the- speaking of cultural differences or cultural or cultural variables, mm-hmm. uh, there are a number, a, a lot of the things involving the paranormal, but especially like pseudoarchaeology that I, I would talk about with Americans. Most of them are not American specific, but a number, if they're not American specific, have been heavily influenced by the U.S. experience and. Uh, we're not the only people that, you know, have a long history of trying to believe in like, oh, there was like a like an awesome white race here right. before these indigenous people. Is there anything either paranormal – I mean, we talked about Cadborosaurus. Uh, anything else paranormal, but especially pseudo-archaeological, that is kind of either Canada-specific or that, you know, like – 
you American fingerprints are all over UFOs. They don't own them, but like there's a lot of American culture there. Can you think of anything that sort of is a little more that we maybe don't hear as much, but that maybe you run into in looking into these issues uh, from the Canadian perspective? To be honest, I actually had a hard time finding uh, anything that was Canadian specific. Yeah, I mean, it I'm having I can't think of too American much. influence. Yeah, like yeah. I can think of. Um, things within Canada that are specific to an area of Canada, but it's, it's not like it's anything different than the state. So the example or the idea of, um, you know, white Europeans or, or, or white yeah. people being here before indigenous people, um, yeah. there was uh, Thor Heyerdahl put yeah. forth that, um, Polynesians came and, and were the ancestors of the Klingit and the Haida in BC. Um, right. Things like that or, um, you know, there was a UFO cult in Quebec for a oh, while. Oh, yes. Well, uh, uh, do you the, know... Are those aliens, though? Canada's big into UFOs. We like our UFO oh, yeah. encounter. Do you really? Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean... You... Shag Harbor? Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, that... Uh, Shag Harbor is is routinely cited as one of the the only sort of UFO crash narratives that hasn't completely kind of collapsed. It's it's yeah. a fascinating case that I am not entirely certain what I think of it to be honest. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. Yeah, that one, and there's one with a guy who gets burned in like somewhere up in Canada. I forget what it is with like getting near like a UFO ventilation vent. Did you say what used <laughs> to be? Are the Raelians not really a thing in in Quebec anymore? Not that I know of. Um, I okay. think they've all sort of dissipated and, and disappeared a little bit but a few years ago um a former defense uh, one of our former defense ministers Hell I think it was, Hell yes, thank you yeah. he brought up ufos again oh he's yeah. huge into it he is a huge figure mm-hmm. in um the U, the exo politics or dis, ufo disclosure movement because he's big if i remember right he wants to talk a lot about peace and so he like links like you know, we don't want weapons in space and all these things yeah. to, to all of this. And he was defense minister like decade. It, it was a long while ago. Yeah. yeah. It's Paul Hellyer and he's yeah. an interesting cat. No, he, he is like possibly the highest, I would say the highest profile kind of government official that's ever gotten kind of in the, um, in the disclosure movement. Uh, there's been some astronauts that have sort of been in UFO stuff and other gotten the disclosure stuff. Um, and then of course there's been some other non-government people, but yeah, no, he, his name comes up a lot with that. Yeah. Yeah. So Steph, we've, we've got about five minutes left in the show and, yeah. um, I'll, I'll do our typical wrap up here in a minute, but I just wanted to, you know, we, we kind of touched on the whole idea of, uh, the, the white settlers before white people first, the theory. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, when you're encountering sort of archaeology and that kind of stuff, do you encounter that to their mindset a lot or is it? a little bit farther in the back or do you even have that question on your that question is not directly on the survey there is a question on um do you believe that advanced civilizations like atlantis existed okay um so i don't really directly ask it and it doesn't the chapman doesn't have that yeah yeah, and, and it, it's not something that comes up that often, but I did actually recently, a month or so, maybe a little over a month ago, I, I went to a talk about Atlantis in Ottawa. I saw all these posters put up everywhere, and, and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Let's go see what this is all about. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was unique. Um, I, I wrote a blog post about it. I, s- I saw that. I it's think a two-parter, the- isn't it? It is, yeah, because I, I felt like people really needed to know the background information of the pseudo-archaeology behind Atlantis, mm-hmm. because these guys, this organization that put on this talk, just jumped right into it, and yeah. this is what they put out, this is what they teach classes on. Yeah, they had a wow. very interesting name, I noticed that. Yeah, the, yeah, the Geophilosophical Association of <laughs> Anthropology and Cultural Studies. Nice, yeah. that almost well, sounds legit. Yeah, and it was kind of the first time that I had encountered ideas like like this, that um, there was this advanced civilization here first. Um, it's the first time I had encountered it so openly. Um, I, I found myself very, like, several times throughout the uh, the talk, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I hearing right now? Uh, but when you look back at the history of how these stories of Atlantis came to be, these guys are just 
taking it, it's like they took it straight off the Wikipedia page to be honest. It's, so theirs is basically like the Donnelly style uh big super civilization uh global diffusion, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So the Atlanteans were in the Atlantic Ocean and okay. around. They came to Canada. They were giants as oh. well. Oh, oh of course. Right. They That's measured three meters tall. Three meters. Okay. Lived to approximately five hundred years old. Um, at which point they also showed one of the numerous photoshopped images of giant Jesus. skeletons. Uh, yeah, sure, of course. I, I actually found the exact image they used in their lecture on Google. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, they that's where they about, found it too. <laughs> probably. Yeah. The uh, the Olmec colossal heads, for example, are actually two life size. Of nice. The Very nice. Oh, okay. Uh, that that actually mildly amuses me. It, it was. <laughs> that's actually new for me. Yeah, the giant thing yep. is new. It, yeah. it was yeah. kind of hard to keep a straight face. And then they went into the chronovisor. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Wait that. a no. minute. I don't oh, know. No, hang on. No, I, I don't have. know what a chronovisor is. What is the thing? Yeah. So a chronovisor was a machine built in the 1960s. Okay, I know what it is, but keep going. By an Italian priest. Um, and the machine could sort of pick up electronic radiation and through that project visible scenes from the past. So it could almost project photos of things that had happened in the past. Right, yeah. okay. And special men and women who had what they call an awoken consciousness were able to access these images um, through something called the Akashic Records as well, yes. which they could psychically access. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, 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 how... it's sort of like an etheric Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's through this chronovisor that all the knowledge of Atlantis comes from. Yeah. But only certain yeah. people can access it. Yeah, only Damn, certain... huh? Yeah. yeah. It sucks to be us who can't. There's a yeah, lot of weirdness yeah. with the You story. don't know that. Have you yeah. have you been tested have, for your awakened conscience? No, but I immediately thought that were the ancient Atlanteans responsible for introducing hockey to Canadians? Uh, you know what? It sounds like they might have been. It, it, you know? It's, it, I think it makes perfect <laughs> You're just sense. Like, yes, yes, they did. <laughs> yes. And, and, and golf to the Scots. That's how that Giant, is. colossal hockey players. Uh, <laughs> it makes absolute sense to me. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now trying to think what artifact, what large, flat, round artifact <laughs> we could. So, I mean, you've got, um, you got altars. You got altars. My altars, like, uh, uh, they're not actually all, well, I mean, they could be, but they're, they're not on top of buildings. They are round platforms in front of Stila, and they're vaguely puck shaped. So, uh, maybe the, you know, the Aztec sunstone. Uh, yeah, the sunstone. The sunstone. Yeah. It's actually a hockey puck. Is yeah, I'm saying these are large hockey pucks that got hit, that got, got slapped so oh, hard. Oh, oh, there by you these go. giants. There you go. All right. That they, they flew through the air. And landed. A, across landed. America. And, and one of them hit so hard. It caused the younger Dryas meltdown. That was the the alleged asteroid strike that most uh, most people don't believe in. And and here we are. Well, so still, we sort of have put it all together in in, in one paragraph. Yeah. James, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for together. enlightening us because we have yeah. now solved all of all of the problems of pseudo history. Well, you know, if we learn this from one lecture, imagine what we could learn if we paid oh, the forty dollars to take oh, their yes. monthly course. Oh. I don't think I, I don't think we can handle it. I, I, I don't. I don't I don't, think, is cheap. I don't know. That's I don't think my mind. I don't think my mind can handle that. That yeah, is, that is I, literally almost tempting. I, I won't do that. Okay, so we we are actually out of time, but uh, I'd like to get people's final thoughts. Um, Steph, since you are our guest, what what are your final thoughts on where do you see your project? Going? Um, my final thought, first of all, is that several people should take my survey <laughs> and share it, and make sure many more people take my survey. Um. No, I'm hoping that I get a, a good response. I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised I've even gotten over 100 responses. I'd like to get um, at least 200, 250 responses just to, to have it sort of somewhat full. Um, and I'm hoping also all this data is going to be used in that public talk that I'm giving. And I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get it live streamed. We're talking about possibly live streaming it. Nice. Can you give uh, us the, the information on that again, please? The, uh, the, it's going to be at the Carleton University in October. Okay. Uh, it's called Hashtag Invented Fantasy. Okay. Using pseudo-archaeology, uh, using social media to talk about pseudo-archaeology. Um, okay. And it's part of the Shannon Lecture Series. All right. Uh, the Great. theme of which this year is bad archaeology. So I'm not the only one who's going to be talking about um, oh, very nice. archaeology. So I'm really hoping I, my biggest pet peeve is the paywall. I talk quite a bit about fighting the paywall and 
the problem with keeping research behind paywalls. Yeah. And so I'm really hoping that um, we can get it live streamed so more people will be able to see it and, and learn from it. Well, so. and especially this topic. That topic's very relevant to the public. You would yeah. enjoy it. I mean, if they want to get eyeballs on not only a good topic, but a kind Yeah. I agree, and I, I think keeping research behind paywalls is in part what's contributing to a lot of the archaeology. Yes. Fight, fight the paywall. Yes. Ken, final thoughts? Just that, uh, Steph, was great talking to you, and I encourage you to continue this project, and let's, I'm really going to be interested to see similarities or differences between what the Chapman survey has shown and what you've got up there uh, in, in the great white north. That's right. <laughs> Jeff? Uh, pretty much what people have said. I, I look forward to seeing more of this. If I if I had thoughts on how to spread your your survey beyond what you're already doing, uh, I wish I could think of them, but I I can't. Um, the only thing I would say is uh, one thing might be that might be a good idea is if you are going to put it at universities, if there's you know any sort of like you know I don't know what your IRB is up there, but uh, it sounds like you've gotten a lot of that taken care of because you're not collecting a lot of demographic data. Mm-hmm. I want it to be as anonymous as possible. Right. Yeah. That way you don't have to, we'll, we'll discuss IRB time. But, um, yes. That's a whole other thing. Steph, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I, great I, talking to you. Yeah. I, yes. I really like so the project you're working on. I'm very interested to see how it goes. Keep us informed on how the talk goes. And hopefully I will see you in Albuquerque. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Finding a wall and high fiving. Extrapolating from a single stone the extent of a whole complex and then publishing it. If you'd like to support the podcast, consider donating to us on Patreon or Kofi. Either option helps us out. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the blog, www.archiefantasies.com, and like and share us wherever you can. You can follow us on Twitter at Archiefantasies, or you can reach us by email at Archiefantasies at gmail.com. That's A R C H Y. Fantasies at gmail.com. Theme music was provided by Archeosuit Productions. This episode was produced and edited by Sarah Head. No, we don't do dinosaurs. We don't do dinosaurs. See? Are you happy? Do you get it now? Do you get it? Honestly.